Hey, this is Quentin Moore, and I'm the pastor of the Father's House, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope the message inspires you, gives you faith, and lets you see that God is truly moving in your life. We hope you enjoy today's message. How many of you ever needed, felt like you needed more joy? You needed more peace. You just, you know, we live in such uncertain times. I mean, I get it. We're living in. So I, I, I've picked this message. I've been praying with it, and I'm have, I'm going to have a ball with it this morning. John chapter sixteen, uh, about three verses here, and I'm reading out of the new, uh, the Passion translation. Anybody been reading out of the Passion translation? Yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you, if I was still carrying Bibles, I'd be three Bible deep up here. We'd have to have, I, listen, it's in the back. Pulpit was this big. It's back there. We'd bring it out here. It was huge. And it's because I was carrying four or five Bibles going back and forth. Now I got this. I got 90 translations in there. John 16, verse 32. And if you didn't bring a Bible, we'll put it on the screen for you. And the time has come when you will all be scattered. That's scary. This is Jesus. This is the end of his dissertation of John 13, 14, 15, 16. It's right before they're going to come and arrest him. He said, and the time has come when you're all going to be shifted, sifted, scattered. And each one of you will go your own way and you'll leave me alone. Yet I'm never alone for the Father's always with me. And everything I taught you, that is a big line. Everything I've been telling you for the last three and a half years is so that the peace which is in me will be in you. Did you get that sentence? Everything I've said, Kent, is so that what's in me gets in you. Wow, what a line. Everything that Jesus did for three and a half years, could I just suggest everything God has done since the creation of man is so that what he is gets in you. Oh, you, you're, man, if you listen, if he's in here, then who the heck cares what he said? You're going to be scattered. You're going to be separated. You're going to be sifted. You're going to be scared. But everything I taught you is so that what's in me can be transferred into you. Oh, my God. He didn't say so that you could morally act like me. He didn't say so you could perform for me. He said, I'm going to take what's in me and I'm going to put it into you. And you're going to be so desperate, so low, so confused, so scared out of your mind that when it hits you, you're going to know it ain't you. Because if it was you, you'd still be running. Right? I mean, how many of you ever been just, I mean, and all of a sudden, bam, and God hits you and you, you said something and you went, that wasn't me. Oh, well. That's Christianity. Everything that I've said taught is so that what's in me can get in you. And you, and it will give you great confidence. Say confidence. You need some confidence. I've got this picture of this lady in the water swimming with a mask on. Have you seen people driving down the road and they're the only one in a car? Have you seen that? I mean, listen, I want you to put on your mask when you walk out. I want you to do that. But if you're going to go swimming, you can take it off in the shower. (laughs) 
It's all right. Are you sitting? Somebody's at home going. Listen, when you have the peace of God in you, peace comes with this confidence. Peace doesn't just come so that you go, oh, I can take a nap. No, peace comes to empower you to chase the lion, kill the lion, take down the bear, take down Goliath. Listen, no, peace comes to empower you to live now. Oh, well. For in this unbelieving world, can I just say something to you? The world does not believe. If you're trying to fix the world, it ain't fixable. You ain't going to fix the world. Love not the world nor the things in the world. He came to save the world, but listen, the world is... For in this unbelieving world, you will experience... I'm sorry. He, he, from now on, guys, it's going to be trouble. From now on, guys, it's going to be trouble, sorrows, but you must be courageous. You don't have to somebody be courageous if the lion's not really a lion. The lion ain't fake. Sorry. The giant's not fake. No, this, the Goliath's real. This is real. It's just that we have this courage. You don't need courage if it's a fake lion. Oh, well. Notice how quiet it gets here. Listen, I ain't denying the fact that's a giant. I ain't denying the fact there is really stuff going on in our world. But this peace that I have gives me confidence and courage to stand in the midst of this time and not be afraid of the lion. That's ro- you don't want to act like denying is faith because denial is not faith. Faith stands in the face of the things that, yeah, you're real, but you ought to see what's in here. Oh, well. Everything I've told you is so that what's in me might be in you. Everything. Everything in you. For I have overcome, conquered. One translation says, cheer up. Look at your neighbor and say, would you please smile? Smile. You know, I've noticed something. Well, I'm going to preach about blessings of COVID. Have you noticed... Now, if you've done this, please forgive me in advance. It's me being a silly preacher. You know how much money people spend to have such white teeth that they blind you? (laughs) Have you ever been around somebody and they had all that done and you're going? Isn't it interesting that now you can't see their smile? (laughs) Have you noticed this? Now you can't see the smile. Can I tell you what's really important in your face? Your eyes. Did you know that now I have to look in your eyes and you have to look into my eyes? Have you noticed how, many much more, how much more we're looking into one another's eyes? Did you know the eyes are the window of the soul? Do you know if he ever looks you in the eye? Isn't it interesting now that you can't cover up the shame that's in your life with that smile because now your eyes are revealing the distress? Oh, never mind. This is real. This is uncertain. I mean, Judas is going to betray him. Peter's going to run and deny him. They're all going to be scattered. It's going to be a long three days. But it ain't just going to last three days. Next 50 days are going to be confusing. And then they're all going to be martyred. We ain't going back, boys. From this moment on, I'm going to be there and there. And you're going to have some trials. 
It's going to remain uncertain. When's this going to be over? Heck, it's just starting. Some of you waiting, it go back to normal. No, I mean, the cross is going to be the beginning of a different season. This is the beginning of a different season, church. You're going to have to step up your confidence and your game a little bit because things are going to... Oh, well, no, that didn't go very far. Have you ever noticed that in stressful times, maybe it's just me. Have you ever noticed that in uncertain, stressful times, you lose stuff? I mean, have you ever been under such uncertain, shattered, scattered time? You just lose stuff. I lose stuff. I'm, I walk around the house and Annie go, what are you looking for? I mean, this must be just a common. I said, I can't find my keys. She goes, did you check the car? Guess where they're at? In the ignition. Walk through the house. What are you looking for? I can't find my wallet and my phone. She said, did you look in your bag? I carry a briefcase. But I carry all. The worst one in my life. Anybody know what these are? Right? And I'm walking around. She goes, what are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for my earbuds. She said, the one in your ear? I mean, seriously, have you ever forgot something only to find out that you really, I mean, you ever lost something only to find out you really ain't lost it. It's in your, Amen. I'm telling you, I'm standing at, at, at the clinic out here one day and I got a doctor's appointment and I'm trying to find that blue cross and blue shield card, you know, that one that doesn't pay, but you pay them. I, I can pick on all the rest of them, but I'm just telling you, I'll pay a lot of money for this thing that doesn't pay me anything. Go to Humana. Go to Humana. There you go. Click. <laughs> I can get my bill tomorrow. Uh, I'm advertising from there. <laughs> and I'm looking, I can't find it. I got my bill fold out, and now I'm looking over to the lady at this, and I, my wife probably took it out. She's always making copies. And, and now I've clicked the ear thing, and the phone's ringing, and Annie's answering. I'm going, I can't find the credit card. And I look up, and the lady across the desk is going, And Annie in my ear is going, you need to look again. <laughs> you know how embarrassing it is to announce to the lady, oh, there it is, right behind the MasterCard card stuck. Yeah. I mean, seriously, we get under stress and we think we've lost something, but we hadn't really lost it. It's in our wallet. It's in our ear. It's in our pocket. Po he said, everything I've taught you is so that it can be in you. Hear me this morning. You have peace. Yeah. It's in you. It's in there. But the enemy wants to get you under such stress that you forget what's in your wallet. There's peace in you. There's joy in you. There's power in you. There's love that never fails in you. But if you're not careful, you'll get in these uncertain, challenging times, and you'll think you've lost it, but you ain't really lost it. You still got it. It's down there on the inside. Am I in? Look at your neighbor and say, it's in your ear. <laughs> Can't believe I said that. I was going to just talk about it being in your bag, but in your ear sounds better. I... Have you ever noticed that you can experience a situation that really unnerves you? And you can get over the situation 
It's gone and you're still unnerved. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that you can live through stuff, but the emotions of that stuff hangs with you? Have you ever had an emotion and your body shake? Have you ever been told it's just in your head? You need to tell my body that. Because emotions are not just in your head. It makes my stomach sick. That ain't my head, that's my gut. Let me tell you something about emotions and stress. They're real. Have you ever tried to tell somebody that, that you're going through something and they go, you need to get over that. It's just in your head. You need to. And we, let, we give women a pass because they're women. Are you listening to me? But if you're a man, we hit you on the back of the helmet. And we tell you, man up. Any men in here? We never process emotions. We just shove them down. Man up. I'm going to preach a whole series of messages on man down. Man down. You get on your knees, son, because the way up is the way down. You need to quit acting like, you need to quit taking what the world has put on you. I see, I'm not a woman. Heather's going to preach this in a couple weeks. She's going to come at it from a female side. I'm the male side, and I'm trying to give you men permission to have some emotions. I'm trying to give you some Listen, in a world that's losing its mind, we have to admit that ours is lost too. In a world that's running to and fro, we have to admit that inside of us, we feel a little scattered. We feel a little, and you can't just deny that. You got, it's what's called PTS. All you got to do is ask some people that have been through some stuff if that, yeah, and see, we shame people. We put people under shame that are going through. The stress issue might be over, but the results of it is still, oh, well. You ever had something like that happen and it affect your ability then to live tomorrow because you had, listen, I spent four days alone prayer. It was marvelous, but I'm not so holy that I didn't do a couple other things. And I love baseball. And I love this movie. And this was the end of the movie. Watch. Come with me to the video room. I want to show you something. Come on, seriously. Come on, Billy. Come on. The Visalia Oaks and our 240-pound catcher, Jeremy Brown, who, as you know, scared to run to second base. This was in the game six weeks ago. This guy's going to start him off with a fastball. Jeremy's going to take him to deep center. Here's what's really interesting. Because Jeremy's going to do what he never does. He's going to go for it. He's going to round first, and he's going to go for it. 
Okay. This is all of Jeremy's nightmares coming to life. Oh, they're laughing at him. And Jeremy's about to find out why. Jeremy's about to realize that the ball went 60 feet over the fence. He hit a home run and didn't even realize it. Jesus backed up on a Thursday, Friday. He hit the ball out of the park. And he hit a home run. And all you got to do is get up and walk the bases. The devil tries to tell you that you got to hit the ball out of the park. Jesus hit the ball out of the park. All 12 of them were scattered and running for cover. And Jesus defeated sin, death, and hell. Was resurrected. And he said, because I was resurrected, you were resurrected. He won the game. All you got to do is get up. You don't even have to run the bases. You can walk the bases. You can go jump on home plate. This is not about your performance. Contrary to what religion has tried to tell you for the last 250 years, this is not about you playing the game. This is about how he won the game. And your witness is to get up and walk around the bases. Jesus took down Goliath. Can I tell you something this morning? You're a champion. He's in you. You have his peace. You have his joy. You have his power. You have his ability. What we need to be doing is telling people to get up out of the dust. You may have fallen down because of addiction. You may have fallen down because of a divorce. You may have fallen down just because you're a stupid liar. You may have fallen down because life tripped you up as you were trying to round the base. But can I tell you, both teams are trying to get you up. They're trying to get you up and get you to go ahead and walk around those bases. Are you listening to me this morning? That's the gospel. Boys, the time has come. You're going to be scattered. But everything I told you is so that you would know that what's in me is now in you. You can get up and walk around those bases. That's the gospel. 2020 is our generation. This is our moment. This is our time. Enemy wants to keep us lying in the dust because of this and this and this. And we need to get up and run around the bases because we know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Can you feel that this morning? I'm here, I'm here as the manager on first base going, get up and take your time. Get up and enjoy the run. Get up and enjoy it. Get up and embrace life. Yeah. Whatever this time is, it is. But let me witness in 2020 that Christ died for me. Christ rose for me. Christ lives on the inside of me. I've told you these things 
so that my joy would be in you, so that my peace would be in you, so it would produce inside of you this great peace, this great assurance, peace on earth, goodwill to man, peace, and he breathed into them. The effects of my righteousness will be peace and undisturbed places of rest. <laughs> this peace that passes all understanding, that makes the world look at us and go, ha, ha, what's wrong with you? For the God of peace will soon crush Satan under his feet. Are you listening to me this morning? The covenant of peace I will never take away from you. And all your children shall be taught of the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. Our children are watching us. Our children are watching to see whether we believe in doctrines and performance or whether we believe that God is in us. To see whether we're shaken or not shaken. Listen. The God of peace lives inside of every one of you this morning. The God of peace is calling us out to walk the bases. For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He is in our lives. He is in our bag, in our keys. It's in us. All we have to do is to access that. All we have to do is to reach inside of our lives and find that which we think is gone. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says that our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us. Your faith, your belief that Jesus hit the ball out of the park, your belief that Jesus died and rose again, your belief that Jesus covers your sin, your belief that Jesus is Lord transfers who he is into you. Every time you say, I believe, every time you put your trust in God, transfers from one account to another account. And I love this version. And now he declares us flawless. Contrary to religious bigots who try to say you've got flaws, Jesus looks at you and says, you're flawless in my eyes. Pull out your phone and look at it and go, because of my faith, he views me as flawless. When I declare that Jesus is Lord, suddenly... It's like I was Babe Ruth and I could hit 795 home runs just by standing. I may have struck out, but that don't matter. I'm, in his eyes, you're his children. In his eyes, you're never going to lose. Even if you die, you're going to live. You can't lose. What if you lived this morning like you were flawless in the eyes of God? What kind of confidence, courage, peace. If you woke up in the morning, went in and looked in the mirror and the mirror, mirror on the wall says, God sees you as flawless. He's, I know you're sitting there because religion has so destroyed the faith. Because the faith says, not because of what you did, but because of who he is. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into his marvelous kindness permanent access. I can access his kindness. Sometimes I got to get around religious people, but I can get to it. Are you listening to me this morning? Permanent access, guaranteed. 
that has put us in this relationship. Verse 3, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have joyful confidence. Look at your neighbor and say, I am confidently full of joy that this is all going to turn out for my good. Huh, I have this joyful confidence, not because I got it all figured out, but because I know who Jesus is. Verse 5, this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we now experience, say now, I'm experiencing the endless love of God that's cascading into my heart through the power. I am now experiencing, I'm not waiting to heaven today, October the 25th of the year 2020 in our Lord. I'm experiencing the reality that Jesus loves me, this I know, because all that he taught me told me so. And if you're not being taught that, change teachers. I'm just real serious. If you've been hearing anything other than the fact that God loves you endlessly, perfectly, flawlessly, change what you've been listening because I promise you God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And I know of at least three of you this morning that ought to be, that's me. Faith. That's how access this life, this peace that's on the inside of me that, 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 that I know is deposited. What did I do with my phone? You got it. I'm telling you, I have gone to Lucas. How many of you ever had a new one of these? I think Steve Jobs told all the computer geniuses and the phone guys, every time we make a new one, make it. You know how many plugins I got to different phones? I sell them. I mean, I got one for this, one for that. And every time I get this, I take it into Lucas and I throw it down. I said, that thing doesn't do what He'd sigh. He'd go, well, he said, I think it does. I said, no, it doesn't. doesn't, doesn't. I said, yeah, it does. And he, he, I'd say, what are we going to do? I can't get this computer. I mean, this computer. He said, well, you got two options. You can either listen or learn, or you can walk back out and still be confused. You know how many times I want to slap that skinny boy? (laughs) Did you know that 15 minutes with somebody that knows more than you know will unlock the power of an iPhone? 15 minutes with somebody smart. Of course, that assumes that you're going to acknowledge that you don't know. What does it mean to make Jesus Lord? It means you don't know how to live. It means that you don't know how to access. Did you know this stuff did stuff I didn't know it could do? But 15 minutes with somebody that knows more than I know, and I can do stuff on here that I couldn't do before. Some of you think you can, or the Holy Spirit will teach me. I'm just suggesting That some of you wouldn't know the Holy Ghost if he bit you on the nose. I love you. But you might want to spend 15 minutes with somebody that knows more than you know. And you might discover that there's something down on the inside of you. That if you could learn how to access through the word of God and prayer. You might discover that there's something on the inside of you that's more. Some of you still don't know how to do anything but call home. This thing is amazing. 
And if what's that on the inside of you, if you would just, for I have sent gifts to you, apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. I don't need any of them. Call home. There's stuff down on the inside of you that if you spend 15 minutes with somebody that knows more than you know. I don't have to go to church. No, you don't. You can still call home. Notice how quiet it got in here. You liked me while ago. Just the truth. How do you live in uncertain times? How do you access the peace that's on the inside of you? You might need to... See, we have this gift on the inside of us. We're in the middle of some stuff. I, I love new parents. <laughs> you know, well, you know, when the, when the baby gets out of diapers, uh-huh. When, when, when the baby sleeps all night, then we'll get some rest. <laughs> Good luck with that. I got kids that are 32 to 40. They still keep me up at night. You think I'm kidding? Oh, no. I pray more for them now that they're adults than I did any time they were nine. At nine, I could shove them in a room, tell them to stay. At 40, they think, they can, they think they're in charge of their own life. <laughs> the point being there is you're always going to be in the middle of something. You're always going to be in the middle. There's always going to be. Listen, once COVID is over, there'll be another thing. Can I just tell you, there'll be another thing. We're always in the middle of it. We'll always have to access the peace of God. Your marriage will never be. It'll always be going through something. Matthew says something like this. Are you weary and heavy laden? Then come to me. Come to me. Is it up there? Come, come to me. It says, come to. It didn't say follow. I follow Jesus. Yeah, but you don't go to him. I took a few days off last week because I follow him, Kent. Sometimes I forget to go to him. In the midst of the stuff that we're going through, it's not enough to follow him. You got to go to him. If you come unto me, I'll give you rest. What's the secret to discovering the peace of God that's on the inside of you? Go to him. I'm going to have to stop. Did I give you enough? This is, this is so, so simple. Some of you are going to look at me and go, what? what? What do you do in the midst of uncertain times when you know you're scattered and you know there's peace in you? How do you access that peace, that joy, and that love? How do you do that? Well, here, here's, here's pastor's takeaway. Uh, it, it, this, this is control what you can. Do you know there's things you can control? You can control what you listen to. You can control what you're looking at. You can control what you're saying, contrary to what you think. You can control your declaration, your confession. Can I tell you something I've learned to do? Confess quick. Confess often. Repent quickly. Control what you can. Listen, there's a number of things going on in our world right now that you can't control, but control what you can. And here's the takeaway. Here's how you access the peace of God, the victory that's on the inside of you. Pray about the rest. 
I've been preaching for a long time. And here I am back to this, Cindy. Pray. See, there's a lot of people that talk about prayers. There's very few people that do it. And if you're going to have a relationship with the God that's on the inside of you, you have to live in conversation with him. That's really what prayer is, is communicating with the one that's in there. It's not all that hard. You just have to do it intentionally. So here's, pastor's three takeaways that you have to, if you're going to have a conversation with somebody, if you're going to be in a relationship with Jesus, number one, you have to have a firm foundation. Do, do you realize that it, it, this is it? it? Please hear me, 10 minutes a day, but you got to build your life on this. You have to. I follow a reading program that I've been following for over 30 years. Every day I get up and if that page says you read this, this, and this, David can tell you I read that, that, and that. I don't just go, that's my favorite verses. I got it underlined since 1938. No, most of you are one Bible away from a, a revival. Firm foundation, that's the beginning of prayer. Number two, a specific set time. Well, I, I just pray, no, no. If I told Annie, oh, we'll just talk all the time. No, no, Annie and I have, it's called dates. It's called sit down every morning for breakfast. It's a set time. You do not have a prayer life if you don't have a set time. This is God's time. It doesn't have to be all that long, but it has to be His. Turn the TV off. It's not in the shower. It's Him, and you're focused. And number three, you have to have a pattern. I'm just spontaneous. I thought, no, no, that means it's left up to your head. Are you listening? Word of God. Set time and a pattern. Oh, what pattern? Oh, it's pretty easy. Our Father, who art in heaven, how? I'm telling you, changed my life many, many years ago when an old fellow looked at me and said, okay, son, this when and pray this it's been over 40 years ago my prayer life is determined by those things that's how I access the peace of God that passes all understanding that's how I gain confidence some of you are looking for a magic bullet a zap, a deal, boom no it is this simple that's why it's overlooked it's that simple. It's not even. If my life is anything, it's a testimony to this community. It's the word. <laughs> this time every morning. And yes, I'm still praying the Lord's Prayer. And can I tell you? You'll access the peace of God. And when you do, You'll be able to face uncertain times. You're, you're <laughs> it's not a special, special thing. It's just, I love you. I've enjoyed pastoring you. I'm going to continue pastoring you. I'm going to tell you, it's that simple. It's that foundation. You've got to learn to dance when it rains. Right? Dance in the middle of the storm. Long time ago, we live out north Tallaways. 
It was my day to make sure to be there when Stephen got home. Stephen was an impetuous child. If you weren't home at five, four, five years old, he'd just start walking to town. And I was late. It's raining. I don't know why he couldn't get in the house, but he couldn't get in the house. And I run up the driveway, and here's this five and a half year old boy sitting in a mud puddle. I look at Heather and Sean's boys now and laugh. He's sitting there in the mud puddle. And I'm crying. I'm thinking, oh my God, I've scarred my child for life. Anybody having that thought right now? I've just scarred my child for life. <laughs> They're going to grow up big criminal. Oh my God. He's sitting in the mud puddle. I jump out of the car and go, oh, Stevie, I'm so sorry. He goes, Dad, it's raining. <laughs> Jumping up down that mud puddle. Look, come and get in the mud puddle. And now we're jumping up and down the mud puddle. I almost forgot how much fun it is to dance in the rain. <laughs> so we're in the middle of a thunderstorm. We're in the middle of a rain thing. We're in the middle of something here, right? Go ahead and dance. Splash each other. I'm so glad it was raining because I'm crying. Some of you need to remember we were made for this. We were made for trouble. We were made for challenges. We were made to face this stuff. In fact, this is the moment when we stand out, when we have a peace and a joy and a confidence and a courage because God has transferred into our hearts who He is. And we can get up and walk around these bases and dance in the rain and whatever metaphor you want me to use. I've used about everything I know to do. Say it with me. He's in me. It's in my ear. Have I given enough metaphors this morning that you get one of them? Every, every time you pick up that earbud, just think about it. I appreciate what Brad said. Some of you don't even know if he's listening. He not only listening, he's in there. Father, I pray this morning for people in this room. pray for people that may hear this I don't know sometime later I pray that Father God by faith they would access the peace, the joy the love, the power the victory, the healing that's in them right now in the name of Jesus I pray they get up off the dust and run the bases I pray they pick up their mat and begin to walk home I pray that, Father, they dust themselves up. I pray that the enemy would have to shut up and back off because of the power of God that's on the inside. In the name of Jesus. Hey, I hope the message truly inspired you today. If it did, do a couple things for me. Subscribe to our show and it'll just drop right into your feed and you can stay current with all that we're doing. The second thing is, is if you've been impacted by this ministry, you can click the link right there in front of you and you can become one of our givers. And that'll help us to keep spreading the gospel and the good news around the world. Everyone needs to hear the good news right now, maybe more than any other time. So God bless and I'll see you next time.